What's up, guys, and welcome to MCS Podcast number 290. I am Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson again this week. That's because Jeff is busily preparing a free workshop to be held later this week online that will give you the advanced prepping tips that you need, tips that no one else is looking at as we all deal with this coronavirus, Wuhan flu, COVID-19 pandemic. Keep an eye on your email in the next day or so. You'll get notice about that free online workshop. We'll also be posting about it on our social media. Uh, before we go any further, you can download the uh, one-page cheat sheet of notes for this episode at mcsmagazine.com slash 290. That's 290. All right, everybody got all that? Then let's talk pandemic rules. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. All right, we're back. Uh, the WHO has released a list of five rules for dealing with this coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I actually think we do not hold to, you know, whatever the government says is what's right. Jeff has never been one to just blindly follow the powers that are. But I actually think these rules are good. They're sensible rules. And they give us all a framework for what we can be doing to help reduce potential infections and the potential spread of COVID-19. It's five simple rules. Anybody can remember them. Um, I think the human brain wraps itself around these types of tips really well. It's like, you know, when you learn the the rules for uh, uh, when you shoot, you know, all guns are always loaded. Never let your uh, uh, barrel cover anything you're not willing to destroy. Keep your finger off the target until you're ready to shoot. Know your backstop and what's behind it. Simple rules, simple rules that we can all wrap our heads around. Well, when it comes to the coronavirus, COVID-19, the Wuhan flu, rule number one is wash your hands often. Uh, washing your hands with soap and water, and no, and I'm not talking about hand sanitizer. Soap and water is a physical means of removing germs from your hands. They've done tests that, you know, they'll, they'll put hand sanitizer on somebody's hands and they'll compare that to somebody who washes their hands with soap and water. Soap and water is actually more effective at physically removing uh, germs from your hands than is coating your hands in hand sanitizer. The sanitizer does kill some of what's on your hands, but physically removing them by washing them away is actually better. So frequent hand washing is one of the best ways to help prevent uh, the spread of any infection. It's not a guarantee, but good hygiene is always a good step. In, in And when we talk about survival situations, when we talk about bugging out, I got to tell you people, I've been alive for almost a half century. I've been dealing with survival topics and prepping for all of my adult life, this is no fun. When it becomes a stark reality, it is no fun at all. Good hygiene is very necessary uh, because you're under stress. You're dealing with a lot of things you wouldn't normally be dealing with. Uh, you're putting your body through a lot. You may not be eating right depending on what you have available to you. Uh, there's a lot of potential to make yourself unhealthy. Good hygiene is one step in the right direction when it comes to preventing that. It's all about reducing your risk. There is still risk. Nothing about washing your hands guarantees you won't get sick. Um, but it does help reduce the risk, and that's what this is all about. We're trying to uh, alter the odds in our favor. Also, though, be aware, and I was talking to somebody just today about this very thing. She's like, my, my hands are I'm getting destroyed because I'm washing my hands so much. When you wash your hands a lot, you can dry out your hands. Your skin will crack. That will create open wounds in your hands that are a, a means whereby infection can enter your body. So uh, 
I know some of you guys may not be into this, but make sure you moisturize, provided you can get your hands on moisturizing products. I actually have a moisturizer that I use that my girlfriend picked up for me uh, from the store where she works, and uh, it, uh, it helps. It helps a lot. So uh, be aware that washing your hands often is the first line of defense, but it can be rough on your skin, and you want to make sure you take care of your skin. Um, as the old saying goes, it's the only one you've got, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because skin cells are always, aren't they always regrowing? I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. All right, rule number two from the WHO, cough into your elbow. This one hits home with me because when I grew up, they taught us to cough into our hands. They taught us that to be polite to other people, you cough into your hand. And so when you have a, a lifetime of that habit, it's really hard to break it. Well, kids today are taught to cough into the crook of their elbow, the, the elbow pit, if you will. That's because when you cough into your hands, you're basically coating your hands in germs, and then whatever you touch with your hands, you're potentially spreading infection. Whereas, uh, what do you actually touch with the pit of your elbow? Nothing that I can think of. So it makes a lot of sense uh, to not cough into your hands, but to cough into, the, the, into your elbow, because that way you're keeping your hands hopefully much cleaner. I know it's going to take some time if you've always been used to coughing into your hand. You do it by habit, you don't think about it. These are reflexes developed over long, long practice. But really, start getting into the habit today, which brings me to the WHO's rule number three, which is I'm finding even harder than the whole cough into your elbow thing, which is you don't touch your face. Touching your face spreads infection because uh, if you have germs on your hands and you touch your eyes or your nose or your mouth for that matter, uh, that is one way that you introduce germs into your body. You have to learn new habits and that can be very difficult. There was that woman, I can't remember if she was from the CDC or the Surgeon General or, or if that's essentially the same thing, but she announced, hey, don't touch your face and immediately licked her finger like she was getting ready to thumb through a wad of cash or something. We all know that person, that person everyone hates who insists on licking their fingers before they move paper or money, you know, like, like they think wetting their finger is going to help them turn that page. I have always found that habit disgusting. Because especially if you do it before you rifle through your cash, one, cash is gross and covered in germs and you shouldn't be doing that. But two, I don't want your money after you've licked your finger and touched it. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Uh, anyway, it is difficult to learn to teach yourself not to touch your face. Uh, I was recording a video the other day and I realized I had touched my face twice in the course of it in rapid succession without even thinking about it. Habits are hard to break. Casually touching your face is something that most of us have done all of our lives. There's a few ways you can kind of shortcut that process, though. If you wear gloves, and I'm not talking about rubber gloves because often they don't feel like you're wearing anything once you kind of get used to them and forget they're there. I'm talking about regular leather gloves or even cloth gloves, like those brown jersey gloves that we do our gardening in. Um, if you get in the habit when you're out and about of wearing some kind of glove, you'll be less likely to shove a gloved finger in your eyeball uh, because that feels foreign. Uh, you, you have to unlearn the habit of touching your face. Learn to default to your hands in your pockets or just doing something with them that keeps them occupied and away from your head. Uh, this is going to take time. And I know a lot of people might be saying, well, we don't have time. The, the terrible, destructive pandemic, pandemic is coming for us all. And I might argue, let's try to keep some perspective here. But 
Whenever possible, do not touch your face. So you should be washing your hands often. You should be coughing into the crook of your elbow. You should not be touching your face. That's, that's item number three of the five rules. I keep seeing all these ads online and on Google. Do the five, do the five, do the five. That's the slogan. It's a good, simple slogan. These five rules are things we can all get behind. Um, and so uh, rule number four is stay three feet away from other people. Three feet is one yard is roughly equivalent to one meter. I guarantee you whoever came up with this rule at the WHO was thinking in terms of meters and not yards, but that doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> the idea is social distancing. That's what everybody's talking about right now, social distancing, which is a fancy term for stay away from me because you've got germs, everybody is the enemy. Now, it's going to be a lot harder for some people to stay three feet away from others than for other people. If you live in a tightly packed apartment building in a big city, if you take public transport to get where you're going, it's very hard to stay three feet away from people. Um, in other cases, when you're walking down the street, it may be possible to stay three feet away from people. You see somebody coming at you in the other direction, you cross the street so the two of you aren't near each other. I was in an office today. I had a relative who had to go to the orthodontist and I was their ride. Um, one thing we did was uh, there's normally a third person who rides with us. They stayed home so that we had fewer people being introduced in that office. I go into the orthodontist office. When I spoke to the people behind the counter, I didn't go anywhere near them. I stayed a few feet back from the counter so that everybody would be more comfortable. It was more than three feet, and that seemed to help. Um, at that particular office, there's a check-in computer that everybody uses to check in when they come in. There was a sign on that saying, verbally check in at the desk, don't touch the computer. That was smart because they knew they didn't want all of their customers coming in and touching the same keyboard, the same touch screen. They didn't want that, and that made sense. So whenever possible, stay away from other people, even if it's just a few feet. If you can avoid being around other people at all, do that. Um, now is not the time to go to the mall and hang out. Now is not the time to go to a party. Now is definitely not the time to go to a, a densely crowded bar. And actually right now, most of the bars and restaurants are closed to uh, uh, foot traffic. They keep tightening the number of people. First it was 500 people, now it's 50 people. Um, you know, we're freaking out. People are scared. I liken it to the gas crisis of the 1970s. I remember I read an article in one of the car magazines that was a retrospective on the gas crisis of the 70s. And they were talking about articles that they ran back during that era. One of the articles that they reproduced part of was how they took a compact car from the 70s and during the 70s, they're writing this article, they slapped every aerodynamic thing on it they could think of. And I think they managed to increase fuel efficiency by a whopping 3%. And the, the tag for that segment of this retrospective was, were we scared? Oh yeah, we were scared. And that's stuck in my head. We're gonna look back at this now and go, were we scared? Yeah, we were scared. But we're gonna get through it. At the same time, don't introduce threats you don't have to. Stay away from other people. Now I realize it's gonna be impossible. You have to go out to the grocery store, you have to go and get things. You, it, it, there's no way that most of us can live completely cut off from all human contact. But again, this is about reducing risk. There will always be risk lower it. Do what you can to lower the risk. Do what you can to make the risk less. Finally, rule number five from the WHO is more complicated than it sounds. That rule is stay home if you're sick, but it's more than that. If you are sick, you obviously don't want to go into work and, and infect everybody else. You obviously don't want to uh, make people, to expose people to your illness, but what happens if you just feel 
a little unwell. Um, should you immediately go to the hospital and get treated? Well, that question is actually more complicated than it sounds. During a pandemic, one of the biggest problems is that hospitals will become overrun, that, that first responders will not have enough resources, that the people who treat illness will be too overwhelmed with the number of cases to actually be able to do anything uh, for you specifically. Um, that's one of the reasons if you can avoid going to the hospital during a pandemic crisis, you should. Think about it. You go to the hospital and you're surrounded by people who might have the very illness that you're worried about catching. If you don't have it before you go to the hospital, there's a really good chance that you'll have it by the time you get done at the hospital. At the very least, you're increasing the very risk that you're trying to reduce. So let's say you discover that you're sick. The WHO says, rule number five, you should stay home. Well, okay. Now what? I have mild symptoms, let's say. Okay, I'm a candidate for staying home, but I need to monitor closely what's going on with me because you don't want to wait so long that you end up dying and you don't want to wait so long to take your child if they get sick or a family member, a loved one. You have to have some gauge of how serious your symptoms are. As long as your symptoms are mild, then yes, stay home, quarantine yourself, uh, drink plenty of fluids. Uh, make sure that you you know you're keeping a close eye on your physical state. If your symptoms worsen, though, this is a serious infection. You do need medical attention, especially if you're somebody who's in an elevated risk group. And I might say that the more elevated your risk, the lower your threshold for going and seeking treatment should be. But you do not want to just march into an emergency room if you think you might have COVID-19 because what are you doing? You are potentially exposing every other person there. If you think you have it, if you think you have caught it, you need to be very aware that now you have the potential to expose other people. It's not that we're saying you're bad. It's not that you're typhoid Mary. It's that do you want to subject other people to the same fear that you are now going through? I don't think you do. So what you have to do is you have to find out what the protocol is for getting treatment. You need to contact your, um, I wanted to say authorities, that's not really the correct term, although it kind of is. You need to contact the medical professionals in your area, whether that's calling the hospital or calling your doctor so that you can get the instructions relayed, find out who you need to talk to. There is a protocol you'll be expected to follow in order to seek treatment if you think you have been exposed to COVID-19. And they will give you the instructions for how to proceed so that you can then escalate to actual in-hospital treatment without exposing every single person you encounter from here to there, you know, from A to B to C to D to get you from here to the hospital. Understand that the only way to get a handle on this until we find some kind of vaccine or some kind of treatment for it is to flatten the curve. That's a phrase you may have heard a lot. The curve of the infection, as it goes up dramatically as more people expose more people. You know, first it's one or two, then it's a few, then it's a whole lot, then the numbers multiply. This is a particularly bad one because since you are contagious before you have symptoms and have any reason to fear, you could be exposing countless people who will then become positives and the numbers will jump from we have almost no cases to we have hundreds of cases. What is always left out from those reports is that most of those people are going to be fine but it's still terrifying. There is still a death toll associated with this. It is still a very serious infection. Nobody wants it, everybody's afraid of it, and that's why society is panicking right now. The single best thing you can do 
is to memorize these five rules. Number one, wash your hands often. Number two, cough into your elbow, not your hand. Number three, do not touch your face. Number four, stay three feet or one meter away from all other people whenever possible. And number five, stay home if you're sick, which you should translate to mean if you think you might have this, do not expose other people unnecessarily. Understand that. I probably sound a lot less fun in this episode than I have in a while. And I know that coronavirus, COVID-19, it's taking a toll on us all. We're all freaking out. We're all worried. We're worried about the economic impact. We're worried about the physical impact. We're worried about the state of the world. If I can leave you with anything, it is this. Do not give in to fear and panic. Instead, Stay tuned for the free special workshop that Jeff is going to do later this week. And we will make sure that you get the information you need so that you can prepare for what's coming. All right. Until next time, this is Buck Green for Jeff Anderson and Modern Combat and Survival Magazine saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.